bring you a bonus episode where we meet a player who may not be so well known to you, but who has an incredible story to tell. Today, we meet Iranian snooker player Sahail Fahidi. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. What's it like being one of only two players from your country on the tour? Well, you feel like you've got a responsibility about becoming a good player and kind of represent your country in the best possible way and kind of make your country proud. So you feel a bit of bit more pressure than the people from China because there are like 220 of them or 22 of them. And, um, you know, there is always somebody else who can do well and you, it, it takes a pressure off you. So it's really kind of, I'm kind of proud and at the same time under more pressure. So... That's how I feel, really. But you can't think of it. I don't think of it, but that's what it feels like. Is it a pri- like? It's a privilege, isn't it? Do you feel yeah, like, it is. Yeah. yeah. Rather than like a load of weight on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but you got to really do well to kind of you know prove yourself that you can do it, and so that if you can do it well, then you will have more players because they will have the belief that they can do it as well. But if you don't, they're going to think, oh, so hell didn't do it. What kind of chance do we have? And there'll be little boys and girls as well, won't there? Exactly. Like yeah, yeah exactly. They're following it. Yeah. Um, so the other player is, of course, Hussein Vafayi. Now, what happens if you play each other? How like Because you're very good friends, aren't you, both of you? Yeah. What happens? How are you going to deal with that? That's, that's going <laughs> to well, be hard. I know it's going to be hard, but at the end of the day, it's just snooker, you and the table. You got to play the balls and you got to try and perform. But it's unfortunate. You want to have these two players in the like in last thirty-two or last sixteen to play each other. Then you will have more chance of having one player in quarterfinal, or maybe two in the quarterfinal. So mm-hmm. in the first second round is is not it's not really good, but it happens. You can't help it. I mean, if you were to play each other in a final, you know, yeah, wow, there, there isn't there really because it's you know Iran wins there, doesn't it? And, yeah, and snooker in exactly, in, yeah, in, in in the Asian community wins, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. it does. Yeah, not only in Iran though, in mm. Asia. Yeah, mm. exactly. You're right. Now we said you're one of two, but you're actually one of one in the sense of players who have been in the army. Now I believe nobody else on the snooker tour have has been in the army before. So I, I believe. You, Currently, you are the only one. And I don't know about historically, but... I, I used to be. I used yeah. to be, but I'm no yeah. longer there, so... Oh, you mean you'd be a busy boy if you, you were still in it? <laughs> no way. But it was tough, you know. When you when you know that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be serving the com- country in that way, you know, it kind of... It's not, it's not a happy thing to happen for you, you know. But you've got to do it because it's rules of the country. So it's national service. It's national service. You've got to, to do it for... A year and a half, it keeps going up and down. Like it was, at some point, it was t- twenty-four months. It was two years, but now it's eighteen months. So I had to do it like a normal soldier, because they don't care who you are. But my federation helped me a little bit, but there isn't much they can do really. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot. You know, I was in the middle of nowhere with no help. You you, you get to learn how to fend on your own. You know, and that's a great thing. I look at it in a positive way, really, because you got no other options, so you better enjoy it and learn from it. You know, I see it that way. And nobody knew that you were a, a world semi finalist as well, or runner up, actually. 
Yeah, nobody knew that. And I kept it quiet because as soon as they come to know, they feel like you're arrogant and they want to break it. Yeah. Of course, so this is the amateur. The, yeah, 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 exactly. Under 21, I lost to Nupon 9-8. Yeah. Um, so I, I kept it quiet. I didn't tell anyone because as soon as they come to know, obviously, they, they want to break your arrogance. They, they think like you're arrogant, but I wasn't. So I just served the country in like uh, same as others. So I just kind of took my mind off snooker and thought that I'm a normal person. I got to do this so that I'm relaxed. You know, if you beat yourself up, it's not going to be a nice time because it's 18 months. It's not one or two months. So you got to relax, you know. And you weren't playing snooker at all in that 18 months? No, in those, because I was in this room with the general. I was cleaning and stuff. And then all of a sudden, Sport Channel, they showed me. So the guy was watching the, the TV, yeah, and I was cleaning the windows. <laughs> oh, how crazy is that? And then he was like, Sohil, is that you? I was like, how to how to hide this? <laughs> it's yeah. not possible. I said, yes, that's me. And he said, why didn't you tell me? I said, because of this, because of that. And then he said, yeah, you're right, actually. But And then I told him, we've got national, like, national ranking events and I can't play in it because I'm here and they don't give me leave. So he said, anytime you, you won, just come to me. I'll give you one week. You go and play your tournament, come back. So during my army uh, national service, I won three consecutive ra uh, national ranking events, not playing for six months. And I, all I was doing, I was visualizing the table and I was practicing on a piece of paper. On a piece of paper? On a piece of paper, I drew a table with yeah. 15 balls. I was breaking off. And the next page, I had to put them all back in, you know, draw it again where the balls landed. Did, have, did you have a rubber? Uh, so were you like no, rubbing the ball? No, I was using papers. Another, another piece of yeah, paper? Yeah, I was, I was buying papers, right? I was buying like like hundred of them every day yeah. so that I could practice. So, so when I got to the table, yeah. I was familiar with it, but I was shaking because you're not in that position for six months, right? Yeah. So when you get in that position, my hand was shaking, but I was putting balls and controlling the keyboard because I visualized it before, you know? So with the, with the papers, so you're not, you would draw on one bit of paper, you would draw the break-off shot, would it be? Yeah. And then the next bit of paper, yeah. you'd like try and visualize where the balls would end exactly. up. Exactly. Maybe I did it in half a half a page so that I was sure. saving papers. Sure. So you can save four tables on, on one paper. So I was like buying 50, 100 of them every one or two days. Do you still have them? Do you still have the pieces of paper? I'm not sure because we moved our yeah. house one or two times since then. But if I find them, I'll bring for World Snooker. They can put it up like somewhere. A flips, like a flip yeah, book yeah, as well, where you can yeah, flip it and you can see yeah, all the balls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can see them. That, I mean, that, but that's, that's like incredibly humbling, isn't it? It's a very humble story. And I guess like that is when, when you go on to, to further success in professional snooker, you can really look back at that moment, can't you? And be exactly. Like, I, exactly, yeah. I, I don't know. You, I suspect you're the only one that's ever done that as well. I don't know. I'm not but, sure. Um, they would never have found out then, would they, that you were a... No, they, they wouldn't. If they that never found out. If that hadn't happened, mm. yeah, they wouldn't have. What has the army taught you, or national service taught you, that you can relate specifically to snooker? Do you think is it along the lines of discipline? Yeah, it's discipline. More, more or less, it's discipline. You know, you, you have to learn how to work with the gun, right? In basic military, so for two or three months, you got to learn that, and you're in the middle of nowhere, really, in the middle of desert, and uh, you get to be taken to another middle of nowhere for three days where you're 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 sleeping in a tent 
in a small tent with three people and it's so cold you can't take your boots off so you got to sleep with your clothes on with two three blankets and it's still cold so they want to teach you how to stay a man you know when you're in difficult situations mm. so when i came here i was all on my own so hussein was not always with me and i life life has been so difficult for me but because i was there i i had a taste of harder difficult more difficult situations so i could bear this one so in a way it helped me mm. because i i was in worse positions before so i i saw it that way really and i assume now as well because of that very little scares you is that a correct statement because you you've had to be in such you know dreadful situations or dreadful training yeah nothing that, can scare me yeah, yeah. because i've been in worst yeah <laughs> yeah so do you get like before a major match do you feel really nervous do you feel like sick or do you no no yeah. not anymore i used to but not anymore you got to you got to learn that because otherwise you will give two three frames in no time and then before you know you're four nil down in the best of 11 no but I, I stick in there you know i try it's difficult it's easy to say i mean so many people can say oh when you go there do this do that it's difficult to do you need time to do that it's easy to sit on your chair and say yeah go out there be relaxed just keep stress still still no <laughs> now I, I know that's what you need to do but doing that is difficult it's easier said than done and would you love to, like, after playing, would you love to go into coaching, you know, girls and boys from Iran and, and be teaching that? Yeah, I've been coaching for like 17 years and I've been playing for 18 years. And I've had so many good students that they become, become great players. They're still playing. Some of them, like one, no, he, Siavash was like, uh, he, he was runner up in World, no, Asian under 21. Seper, another one, he finished third. And I mean, majority of my uh, my students are really improving because I work from my heart. I really want them to improve. So more than money, I really want result. So I really love coaching and I'm still doing it. I'm doing it in Scotland with David at Minnesota Fats Club. And it's amazing. Yeah, you're, bunch off, of, you're off then immediately after this, aren't you? Yeah, Glasgow. yeah, Glasgow. Yeah, so I, I do coaching every day and uh, I love to do it. I know for a good player, for a player or somebody who really wants to improve, coaching is not good because you get to think about stuff that you shouldn't be really thinking. Well, what uh, do you mean by that? So what I mean is like when you explain about how to grip the cue or how to bridge, your bridge and your student's bridge is going to be different. Mm. You know, mm. It's not going to be the same. You can't teach them what you are doing. You got to teach them what they need to learn. So in that way, then you're teaching your student to grip the cue in a certain way and then you grip it in another way and then he's like, why are you not doing what you're teaching me? And then you got to convince him why you're not teaching that. He, does, he doesn't understand it. So it's so mind-boggling. You know, It's like so difficult. And you get to think about like when you're coaching or teaching him how to you know, control his cue ball, um, you don't really think about where to hit on the white ball. As a top player, you just see the white ball and you feel how to play it, right? You don't think where to hit it. It's a natural thing. But when you're coaching, you need to know. You need to, you need to really know where the player needs to hit with that cue action. It's such a difficult thing to do so that you can kind of teach him how, how the cue ball reacts. 
as a player, you do it yourself. You don't think about it. But as a coach, you need to know what he's doing. You need to know how to coach that, how to correct that problem or mistake. So it, coaching is such a difficult thing to do. And it doesn't help a player, really. But I do it because I'm used to it and I love to do it. Do you think... Um in in 10 15 years there'll be a lot more many more iranian snooker players on the tour um you know it's a risk it's a massive risk when you're coming from another i mean english people as a snooker player as a snooker players they are very very lucky like we as wrestlers are very lucky because wrestling is for us like weightlifting we are we are, we're so good at weightlifting did we you ever had, do it yourself have no you ever, no i never never done it so uh, english people or uh, British are so lucky as snooker players because this is where the home of snooker is. So you learn the game. Next door is somebody knocking one for seven for fun. You get to play top players when you've started playing. So it's a normal thing for you to knock in a century because you've seen it so many times. You've done it. But in Iran, years ago, we didn't have a steel block table cushions. It was standard cushions for so many years. And then we... I mean, you're wasting your life. But not, not not now. I mean, 18 years ago or 17 years ago when I started, tables were not good. Now it's very easy for them. For me, and not even Hossein, for me it was very difficult because we didn't have the facilities or a queue. I, I was playing with a clock queue for four or five years with no tip on because I didn't know the tip of the queue should have been changed. I didn't know that. So I was just so playing. Was, so what sort of tip was on it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what sort of mm. tip it was. I didn't know what the difference was. I was playing. And you, you see, when people chalk it wrongly, they kind of wear the, the, that little bit below the ferrule. They wear it off. Mm. I was playing with that kind of cue. So you see, coming all the way from there, learning the language, I mean, learning, I mean, learning, I mean, how to, how to travel, and the, the costs, it's, it's like 10 times more difficult than somebody from UK trying to play snooker. Do you, do you go back to Iran and then travel from there to here? To, I, instance, I've done it so many times. For instance, we're in York right now. So when did you travel from Iran to York? Over the, Two like, days last ago. Few, yeah. Two yeah. days ago. Yeah, and before that, when I played the previous tournament, I went back to Iran. Even before that, I went back to Iran because I had to. So it's so difficult. But now I'll be settled here more. I have to. I'm trying to get a flat sorted so that I stay in UK. Has the the desert training got you strong enough for the British weather? It was not raining. No training can, can build you up for something like exactly, that, Exactly, yeah. But it was not raining there. It was so warm at around 12, 11, noon. And it was getting so cold, like minus 15, minus 10. And you got to have a gun standing somewhere, you know, kind of protecting a place where there was nothing inside, really. Yeah. They were just teaching you how to do it. So you couldn't really stand and Are these guns loaded? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And you got, to, you got to look out because there could be somebody coming to the, to the base, exploding themselves. So you got to really look out. And, uh, you know, it's like two, three in the morning, minus 15, nobody there. You can hear animals in there. You just really freak out. So, <laughs> I mean, it's that, you know, as a, so how old were you at that? How old were you when you did national service? And that was six years ago. I was like 23, 20 something. Cause so I'm, I'm 27. And um, obviously it used to be in this country. And I've always wondered, you know, it, 
if it were to come back, what would happen? And myself, I don't think I would cope in it. I think I'd be rubbish. I think I'd be absolutely awful in the in in the army, but doing national service, I think I'd yeah. I don't think they I'd will teach you. Don't worry yeah. about it. They yeah, well, I'd have to learn, wouldn't you? That's the point. Exactly. You've got no choice. If you've yeah. got no choice, I assume you know you you just get on, don't you? You yeah. just get on. Exactly. Like you, you're like an educated, uh, popular person i'm not popular <laughs> no i mean no, i mean somebody like me and then when, when you're standing there in that cold you're thinking what am i doing here mm. i should be practicing i should be and then when i was there players used to go to other countries to play and i was there and i was better than them so it's, it's a horrible feeling to kind of not think about that and just focus on what you're doing your stories are, <laughs> I don't know, I don't even know if there is a word, um, but I, I think we should do, just sit down for three hours at one point and you can just have the mic and you just tell your stories. <laughs> I will tell people, you all of them. People will want to listen, I can assure yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been really easy. I mean, I'm, I'm a really talented player and when I was young, I was, I was a really good player, but because we didn't have support, sponsor, and we were living far away, visa problem and all that, caused me to get here when I was 29 instead of being here at 20. You know, when you're young, you play much better. You play freely. As you get older, it becomes difficult, obviously. Mm. I don't believe in that, but it happens. You can't do anything about it. But I was down the line. I was like a bit, bit unfortunate, really. But, but look at you, you here can't now. Do look, look at you here now. Really. Look at you you here can't now. do anything, really. You just got to stay there. You got to practice hard and follow your dream. Hopefully you get it. Thank you.